1: Hello friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine pop culture podcast starring me, Dags. Today we have a powerful episode and across this powerful oaken desk is my good friend,
0: assistant manager, Mike Rez. Hello Dags, hello flock. Took us two weeks to get over the hot sauce dilemma, so I'm back. Yes.
1: The, The blisters are gone. Pulled out up. Powerful episode from the vaults.
0: I ah, know. I Seven s- years heard, ago. I was going to say saw that. Heard that. <laughs> did you enjoy it? Yeah. And questions. What the hell was up with that? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what did you think of seven years ago and uh, now? I think it's sound. So that particular episode was recorded seven years ago. It sounded older than our 1984 in, uh, episode. Wow. Yeah. It's weird how that happens. It was kind of cool
1: because we were mentioning... Donald Trump, and he wasn't even president,
0: right? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, foreshadowing.
1: Yes, there was. There was the low tea. Yeah, I, t- <laughs> I talked about Picard was low tea, and how Scotty was high tea and horny all
0: the time. Yeah, yeah, that, God, that dog. was powerful. So, does that mean that the show has uh, come a, l- a long way, or not come far at all?
1: Has it devolved? Has it devoed. Yes, it's a powerful prog podcast. Yes,
0: powerfully progressive. Well, always Yes How are you, Mike Rez? I'm good It's uh, early in the day I've got uh, a huge cup of coffee in me on the way over
1: Whoa, do you need an energy drink? We got it over oh, there Oh,
0: God, no I think if I have an energy drink my, my my vision might go blurry from all the caffeine
1: Let's just get this started, party started, alright? Should we? Let's just do it You ready? I'm ready Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah I got some beats for you
0: I like it This will wake
1: you up Bobbing my head Tell me when you're ready I'm gonna, I'll get some stuff going You all tell right. me to hit it, alright? You ready? Ready, go.
0: Amish Baby
1: Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen. La- 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 ladies and gentlemen. La- la- ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Assistant Manager Mike Rads.
0: Powerful. Mike Rads. Powerful. <laughs> Mike Rads. <Rask, laughs>
1: assistant Manager.
0: Mike Rads. Oh yeah. Powerful. P- p- powerful. Assistant Manager. Mike Rads. like that? Oh, thanks. Do you like that? Alright, oh, thanks. How- do you like that. Ah, oh, thanks. Ah, 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 thanks. Do you like that. Mike Razz, powerful.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, late lady. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome assistant manager
0: Mike Rats, powerful. Mike Rats, powerful.
1: Powerful. Wow, God, we're gonna have a good time
0: today. Sexy. Yes. Powerful. Pa- powerful. Mike Razz. Assistant manager. Mike Razz. You like that? Ah, thanks. You like jags? Oh,
1: powerful wow god that gets you going
0: oh yeah spare powerful. no expense on this podcast no powerful damn it.
1: that was live baby there's the beats Assistant powerful manager. powerful powerful we're gonna have a great show today we're gonna talk about the vow social dilemma song of the day we
0: have a beer, beer review. review yeah it's crazy
1: and speaking of booze grab that bottle right in front of this you. one
0: yeah jepper jepson's malort malort liqueur have you heard of that No, I have not, but it's got two dots over the O, so you know it's fancy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you've heard of the end, right? That hot sauce we had to deal with? Oh, did I hear about it? Yes. I fucking tasted the thing. So imagine that that is the end of liqueurs. (laughs) Really? It's the most foul-tasting liqueur ever.
0: Is it just foul-tasting or is it hot? It's foul. It's not spicy. So it's gross. It's been described
1: as grapefruit and then bug spray in your mouth. gasoline Mm, delicious
0: but it says right here it has the aroma of a full-bodied flavor of an unusual botanical
1: yes read the back of it
0: its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers yes really
1: it's powerful
0: oh man and we're
1: gonna bust that out i don't know when
0: gonna feel fisted for sure oh lord god i've never heard of this this is gonna be uh it's going to be gross and disgusting. And it's a I, Chicago I, I thing. I can't, I can't wait.
1: It's Chicago, man.
0: Is it really? Yes.
1: Is from a Swedish dude, Swedish immigrant. A Swedish immigrant in from sh- Irish Chicago. He powerfully created that. It's so powerful. It'll just burn your mouth of just pure pain. Good.
0: So just shots. Then I yes.
1: Heard. It's going to be powerful. Powerful. Ooh. Yeah, so let's get into, uh, you have your powerful beer review today.
0: I do. It's uh, it's really good. This one was really, I was surprised by this. So I did the old build your own six pack, but I did it based on label art edition. So I just went around and found some cool labels that I liked. I didn't, Sweet. I didn't really pay attention to what kind of beers they were.
1: Oh, you just went by the artwork. Went by the artwork. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, so I ended up with like a, a Miracle on Ice can um, that was made, I think, by Finnegan's. So which was really good. It was the golden ale. Cool. Um I we did a beer review video, which we'll get out uh shortly in the next day two or three. Yes. Or four. Um, and that was a clown shoes tangerine uh review. So we'll get that out there. But the beer that I'm gonna talk about today is a local brew from Minneapolis Utapils brewery. Utapils. And uh assistant manager. Mike Raz That's right. This is their receptional beer. It is a German Fest beer, if my German is correct. Yeah. It's It's a seasonal uh, Oktoberfest beer brewed to be highly drinkable with balanced, smooth flavors of malt and, you're going to love this word, how they describe it, biscuit. Biscuits. I think they just didn't want to put yeast down. So they it's the most biscuit. powerful
1: breakfast is
0: biscuits and gravy. It is. That has been scientifically proven. Oh my God, I love it. So it's a 5.9% alcohol by volume. Uh there the IBUs on this stags is 28, so it's not too high. So I think you would enjoy this. There's doesn't taste like passion fruit or anything, but I think you would still well, like it. Uh, it was very smooth. It was easy drinking. Uh it was a nice golden color. And so the, the the can itself is it's a it's a very nice like light baby blue. Oh, he's holding up the can with uh some lacy undertones to the to the side there you see the nice lace wow um it's like a garter belt right exactly and then uh some of the artwork is like two wedding rings
1: yes there is a theme the garter belt yes the rings and the reception
0: i believe in my tweet i wrote this receptional is exceptional
1: wow did you write that yourself assistant manager
0: i did powerful yeah i write my own stuff you do um and then uh the president of Pills liked that tweet because, of course, I mentioned Pills in it because it's their beer. It was really good. They should get the credit. Oodapils. Pills. So I gave it, I believe I gave it a four on Untapped, the Untapped app. So I gave, ranked it pretty high. So I'm going I'm to go with that as my, my ranking for pint glasses, four pint glasses on this one. It's, uh, it was delicious.
1: So where does it come in with the other ones? What, what type of beer
0: is it? It's, it's an Oktoberfest. So what does that mean? Seasonal. Um, so everybody knows what Oktoberfest is. Uh, all the breweries, all the, the little breweries and the bigger breweries uh, come out with a, what they call like a German style, German brewed style beer. It's, it's not an amber, but it's darker than a golden. Um, and then if you, if you brew it right, like this one is, it's really smooth and it's crisp and it's refreshing, actually. Um, and it's probably one of the better Oktoberfests I've had. So there's some really good ones. I just I had a and Kugels one not too long ago. And and Kugels is good, but I don't think they make a good Oktoberfest. So cuz they're Kugels likes to do a lot of like the berry vice and the lemon vice and all that stuff. Summer shandies and things like that, but uh Utapil's knocked this one out of the park. Does it
1: follow the strict
0: German purity laws? Oh, I'm sure it does. Powerful. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say it does. <laughs> <laughs> there's I have no no way of telling for sure, but if people from Utapills want to come on and talk about it, we certainly will do that. What city are they out of? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wow. Yes. So they're really close. Utapills. Utapills. So check it out. Follow them on Untapped as well. If you're on Untapped and you want to follow me, it's Mike Rez. Check me out. Yes. Mike Rez. Assistant manager. Mike, Mike, Mike Rez. Where is she hiding?
1: Yeah, I can't tell you. Okay. I want to meet her. Yes. She is.
0: Powerful. Now, Mike
1: Rez, we had sad news in the world of pop music, 80s music.
0: Yes. Outfield,
1: lead singer. lead singer, passed away. Do we know of what did they say? No, I didn't, but it's so funny when people always need to know. It's just some weird thing you need to know why. I mean, right. why does it matter? They passed away, but it's just a normal thing. What happened?
0: Because you want pe- people people want to go. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's too bad.
1: Yeah, I don't like the rip either. You know that, right?
0: Yeah, that's why I constantly do yeah. that.
1: If you respect someone, you say rest in peace. You don't say rip. You don't get on Facebook the first person to put out the rip. <laughs> that's, Not me, a fan. that's me in a nutshell. I know. You're everything <laughs> cliche. Here's the thing. In Minnesota, you know, it went across the whole country. People that listen all over the world. Thank you. Welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created. Powerful. We had a powerful snowstorm.
0: We did. And
1: what what happens every year on Facebook, they show us the deck picks. Hell yes. yes. Everyone's got to show off their big deck, big deck picks. And they have to show the snow and then they have to stick the... The ruler. Yeah, it's a ruler in there. And then everyone goes, I got six inches last night. And then that's what she said. (laughs) You know, so we have to deal with that. So, of course, Mike Rez does the rip. He does the deck picks. What else
0: do you do? Uh... You know, I a couple of years ago I did the the ruler or, or tape measure thing, but then, so get this, so I had this great idea for a beer, just a seasonal beer for Minnesota. We could call it snow depth. Yes. Put a ruler on a beer can. Wow. And then put the beer can in the snow. Wow. Powerful. And then take a picture of that. So if, if Uta Pills is listening and wants to do another seasonal.
1: Well, don't give away all your ideas. Well,
0: no. See, now that it's out there, people oh, know it's okay. mine. Yes. It's ours. It's ours. It's, it's, ours. it's, it's, ours. it's, the it's Amish It's chiseled in
1: granite. You can't take it away. It's in cyberspace forever. Right.
0: You put Powerful beer can. And on one of those 16-ounce cans, like this one in front of us that we'll talk about in a little bit. You put a ruler on that thing. And people can start sticking their beer cans in the snow. They take their pictures. They put it on social media. The marketing does itself.
1: Speaking of social media, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish Machine. Follow us on Instagram. YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our powerful YouTube channel. Mike Arez has powerful videos. You got one coming up, right?
0: Yeah, we got one coming up. Can't wait for everyone to see it.
1: As soon as our intern gets set up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stupid intern.
1: Powerful. And if you want to help support this powerful podcast, a couple of different ways: just download this powerful podcast and share it with your friends. Tell your friends about the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. And we do have merch. We have hoodies, t-shirts, and if you don't want to do that, we got mugs, we got stickers, we have masks. A million different ways to help support this podcast, and we also do have a Patreon. Patreon.com. Links are on AmishBabyMachine.com. Please tell a friend.
0: Yeah, we just uh, just got a picture of one of our hoodies out in Maryland, so that's pretty cool. Yes, powerful. Thanks, Maryland flock. Yes. All right. So back to our song of the day. Yes, song of the day. The outfield. The song of the day uh, that uh, we came up with was "Say it ain't, say it isn't so." <laughs> say it ain't so. so. Say My it bad. isn't so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, say uh, it isn't
1: so. And the reason I picked that. Is because your love. Everyone talks about your love when they think of the outfield. (laughs) Wow, is that how it goes? Yeah. I like Say It Isn't So.
0: I forgot about this song uh, until you sent it to me. So that, I mean, that just goes to show you that I only have your love stuck in my head when it comes to the outfield. So there's not much about this song in particular out on the interwebs other than just a lot of websites that post the lyrics. Uh, But what I... Did find, uh, it's off the their Play Deep album. Yes. Which has your love on it. And you love baseball, so it's got a lot of baseball references. That's right. So it's, uh, it was, a, you know, their, lab, off of their, their Columbia label album, Play Deep, 1985 is when it was released. Uh, and Say It Isn't So.
1: Assistant reached- manager.
0: I don't know why that threw me off. It uh, reached number 18 on the mainstream rock tracks chart here in the U.S. Play Deep, the album itself, went three times multi-platinum, and it reached number nine here in the U.S. The, uh, the other songs on there that the flock would recognize besides your love is All the Love and Every Time You Cry. Those also charted pretty high here in the U.S. Uh, and Say It Isn't So Never... Never made it on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, but all the the other three uh, songs off that album that uh, really took off did, um, with Your Love reaching number six on the Hot 100.
1: Yeah, so I like deep cuts, and that's why I picked it.
0: Yeah, and 18 on the charts is a pretty deep cut. Yeah,
1: but that got a lot of rotation here in the great state of Minnesota.
0: Well, yeah, because we do everything cool here.
1: Yeah, so back... (laughs) I'm going to go back to your beer can. I have the idea. How about you can have a can called the crappie, and it, you can measure the size of your crappie fish using that to see if it's legal. Oh, there you go. See, yes. that's
0: that's the good thing about putting a, a, a measuring stick device on a can is you can use it to measure all sorts of things.
1: Yeah, you're up there in uh, Bemidji measuring your crappies, and you can just take out
0: your can and measure it. Yeah, you can measure your crappies, measure your snow. I'm sure there's other things people would want to measure with that thing. Whoa. You know, you have to go to centimeters on those cans. Oh, for
1: you, it'd be the shot glass. Powerful. Whoa. We hey. need an Amish baby machine shot glass. Powerful.
0: Yeah, we need a lot of Amish baby machine stuff.
1: But that Malort, you're going to love it. Uh, yeah. we gotta get, we're going to have <laughs> to get uh, North Innsbruck in on that, too.
0: Yeah, I think we'll have to do that. The
1: fans demand them back. I'm he- the most I powerful heard.
0: podcast ever created. Amish
1: Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast.
0: Yes, powerful. It, we could get like three questions in and then start choking down So <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get into music? the Malord. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah. I can't wait for the Malort. Are you afraid? Are you scared?
0: Uh, I'm intrigued right now, but when we get to it, I'm going to be like, oh shit. But right now I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because it looks innocent. And it just looks like maybe it's like a like a weird colored whiskey or yeah, something. yeah. How would
1: you describe that to the fans of Flakamamish? Of um,
0: really dehydrated urine. Whoa, Mike Raz. Yeah, it's powerful. That's a powerful take right there. That's really, it is. It it's like it's a tan gold color. It's a deep gold. It is. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Well, uh, well, I'll take a picture of it and and put it on on the tweet machine.
1: Yeah, see if anyone's uh, had any experiences with uh, Malort. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. I'll also tweet it out on Twitter, at Amish B Machine.
0: Yeah, and I'm at Mike Rez Radio.
1: Whoa, you got to get that in. Assistant manager. Yeah. You got to get in your uh, 945 show?
0: Uh, sure, why not? 945 show. <laughs> I interview local musicians here Powerful. in the Twin Cities. Follow that as well. Yes. If it's music and it's
1: in the Twin Cities, think mike raz
0: yes powerful yes
1: good job on that hey thanks i do what i can on the song of the day say it isn't so the outfield it's kind of sad you know you're getting old when all your 80s heroes are (laughs)
0: passing away yeah well yeah that's that's the number one sign of yeah you're getting old too when everyone you used to listen to watch or see on tv start dying or when you start looking at athletes and they look like kids (laughs) you know what i mean yeah when you were
1: a little kid, you'd see football players they were just, like, these huge old dudes, and now you're looking like, oh, my God, they're like kids.
0: I, uh, I describe coworkers that way. <laughs> now, too, it's like, oh, that kid. Oh, that yes. kid. He's, like, 25. Yeah, he's a like, kid. oh, that kid over there.
1: Speaking yeah. of work, let me turn this off. We got this uh, do not disturb. Mike Rez, you're the assistant manager. You should have told me to mute this phone.
0: Oh, I think I did. Um, Mute
1: this phone.
0: We need that on the next beat drop. (laughs) Mute this phone. Where is it? Do you need glasses or bigger buttons or what do you need?
1: I'm doing do not disturb. How's that jitterbug phone working for you? It's powerful, isn't it? Uh, It's nice. Yes. Big buttons. Did you like the jitterbug reference with uh, Uncle Dude?
0: Yeah, I did. Everyone should watch the Uncle Dude One Chip Challenge video on YouTube. Yeah,
1: what did you think of that? Didn't even phase
0: him. No, he took that down easily. I was expecting when he was powerful. like, when he said, "Oh, here comes the sweat," I was like, "Oh, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes the nothing." Yeah, That was pretty. His eyes
1: were welling up. You could oh, tell. Yeah. You could tell. Yeah, he just he, wasn't admitting it.
0: He was. He was holding back, but still to hold it back without and his facial expression never changed.
1: Maybe it's like you know he's a powerful ginger. You know how they, it takes more uh, medicine to put him under. Right. Maybe it's like that you need more uh, capsaicin to knock out a
0: ginger. Maybe. I know the, uh, so the manufacturers of those one chip challenges, they actually have bags of chips now at the gas station. I've seen them at some of the local gas stations. The ghost pepper ones. Yeah, yeah I tried those. ghost pepper and there's another hot one too. I think it might be a habanero one or something. I tried
1: the ghost pepper. It's not that hot.
0: Ghost pepper really isn't that bad. No. I think it, it was built up to be like the death of all peppers and it's really not that bad.
1: But what what happens is I think you, when you try the hot ones, the hotter and hotter you get, you get you know used to it.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just like an alcohol tolerance. Yes. You build up or like immunity.
1: In, yeah, or like in the 1800s when women would faint when they'd hear something. Oh my God, he said that, and they literally <laughs> faint.
0: Yeah, and then it's off to the psych ward with me. You. Now you
1: got the WAP video and <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Oh,
0: man, can you you remember when uh, it's like. The Simpsons, Bart Simpson was like the worst thing on TV for the oh, longest yeah. was, time. There's like, parent groups were coming yes. out. And I, even, I remember even my mom was like, You can't watch that. I know, The Simpsons. Yeah. And now it's like, Holy shit, the family guy's not even there. Oh, what
1: do you say? Eat my shorts. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the worst thing.
0: Yeah. Well, then I was thinking about the happy days.
1: They would say, Sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> and not even knew it. To... <laughs> Think about that. Sit, sit on, on it. Sit on what? Yeah, that's worth. <laughs> you can't watch Happy Days. Yeah, Happy Days is fine. They They're can say sit on it. Pushing the envelope. But you can't watch Bart Simpson. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: But what was the other one? Uh, his T-shirt, the one that really bothered my mom. My older brother had "Underachiever" and proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was powerful. It was pretty funny.
1: We watched really. the vow. I got two
0: episodes in. How far did you get?
1: Just let's get into it and we'll talk about it.
0: Okay. <laughs> so The My Vow, guess. the vow. for people who uh, don't know, it's dubbed as an American true crime documentary. I just think it's a documentary about cults, basically. I don't know if it'd be true crime. There's crimes that were committed, and uh, you get to that uh, throughout the show, and they kind of tease you in the first episode. So the first episode, um, actually, all these episodes are about 56 minutes long uh it follows a i guess a documentary filmmaker that's how they get uh, a lot of the footage uh from this uh, you know from going back to 2005 i believe he was tapped to do these uh just to start filming the this uh, Nexium corporate uh retreat group i guess you could call it where they'd put people through these different uh corporate workshops i yeah. guess you isn't know, Nexium? Use... isn't
1: that like some stomach medicine or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't well, your
0: A? It? yeah, yeah. For heartburn? Yeah, spelled completely different, of course. You know, they have to be fancy and use Roman numerals or something like that. It's really stupid. Um, but the, the leader of this group um, was called, his name is Keith Renier, or he would like to be called Vanguard.
1: Vanguard?
0: Yes. Cool. Was...
1: What would you like to be called? Mike Raz. Well, right there assistant
0: manager yeah. right there i'd be
1: like as, 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 assistant manager
0: i'd be up there with my corporate buzzwords <laughs> powerful i'd say powerful a lot <laughs> they'd be like ah. you could call me assistant manager yes. here's your sash powerful yeah and so and they also had ranking systems because, yes you know that you wouldn't get a title well you would get a title but you would be like held to a higher esteem because you had this silk sash
1: we have that too well, I know, which is weird. Our but- Patreon, we have the.
0: <laughs> Do we use corporate buzzwords yes. on Patreon? We should. Should start. So, yeah, so it follows these members. Um, it's like, like I said, it's like a corporate self-improvement group. And Mark Vicente is the name of the filmmaker who is in, gets kind of sucked in. So he starts filming everything. He's also, what they call him proctors or coaches or something like that. He started working his way up the ladder. Um, falling into this uh, corporate debauchery, um, and then he brings in um, this actress, uh, little known actress at the time, Sarah Edmondson. She starts doing the same thing. She starts taking more and more of these workshops. She starts following the the ladder up, and then her and Mark are pretty much like not the top because there's uh, this Keith guy, and then there's another woman who does all the videos, and then this Mark and Sarah. Who are like numbers three and four in the group and they're they go around, they're opening centers, they're traveling the world, they're getting, you know, Richard Bronson to give up use of one of his islands to have these. Richard Branson or Branson, Richard Bronson? Either way. Doesn't matter. The virgin guy. Charles Bronson. <laughs> Charles Bronson. Uh, digging up bodies or <laughs> Uh yeah, so they uh they go around the world and they're pretty much like trying to find these people, you know, just bringing people in and getting them to pay twenty one hundred dollars for a five day course at shitty hotels, or they're you know getting them to follow these different steps, and and they keep bringing in all these like low level small TV show actors and actresses to get keep that Hollywood. Footprint in there. That's why I brought you in, Mike Razz. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> you know, and it just—it just like it's getting bigger and bigger. And then before you know it, you're brainwashed and you're into this thing. And yes, and you know, before you're just, you know
1: it, Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. You are a member. You are a member <laughs> of the flock.
0: <laughs> I think that's that's how you got me in there too. Look into this light, <laughs> powerful. <laughs> so yeah, it's just. Uh, so I got two episodes. In the first episode, if if the flock wants to get into this. Just know the first episode is slow. And I fell asleep a couple of times. <laughs> Here's the deal. I funny. couldn't
1: even get through the one episode. Oh, really? To have a good documentary, you need a good protagonist, antagonist. Right. When I mean, you think of some great, powerful documentaries like Pumping Iron, Arnold. God, it's powerful, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you think of Tiger King. Right. I mean, you can't get better than that. Carol Baskin. No,
0: Carol. Yeah, Carol
1: versus is, versus dude, you know, right? What's his name? You know,
0: the <laughs> Tiger King.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's unforgettable. Right, yeah, but that you'll never t- forget him. To me, that is a good documentary when you have a cool, cool characters.
0: Yeah. Now, if you can make it to the second episode, things start picking up. Pretty fast. Right. So I'm I'm telling you, you you'll you'll get. A, I didn't fall asleep once. I actually was like. I should watch episode three, but it's two in the morning. I got to go to bed because okay, I got to.
1: I'll get into it
0: then. Yeah. So it, 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 like I said, it picks up quick and they start talking about like what. So I, it's, it's been in the news, so I, I can say what's been going on. So at the end, it's a sex trafficking ring, basically. Um, and this Keith guy, you know, manipulates people because he, he's a cult leader, basically. And he's, he's manipulating people, finding out how to control people and through a high control group. Do you like that? Yes and they oh, thanks. <laughs> and so you know they, he gets to this uh one actress um and i can't remember god what's her name doesn't matter she was in smallville um and she's been charged as well in the sex trafficking ring because she was basically going around finding women uh to use being used as sex slaves basically so and they're branding people and they're you know having people give up you know, emotional collateral that they can use against him if they ever try to leave. It's, it's really weird. But um, so this Mark Vicente, he marries this woman Bonnie, who's an actress. She was in uh, one of the Star Wars movies, uh, one of the ones that sucked. Um, and she was a singer as well. And she got out, and then she starts opening Mark's eyes. This is all in episode two, and then it's all about what Mark does from there, and what he does to try to start figuring out what the hell's been going on. But these cults, man, they figure out how to get into so what they do, you know, they they have to do these things where they pick all these people from across the country, big groups of people, because they want to know who they can and can't manipulate. The ones they can't manipulate just kind of fall off on the wayside and just go away basically on their own. And then they figure out who they can manipulate, who they can keep getting money from. And it's all a psychological war game, and this Keith guy was really good at it, and like I said, he made this guy Mark feel like they were like the best of friends right away, and that he tapped into his emotions, and nobody's ever look you know, like been like this with me, you know kind of it's like it's kind of a weird weird thing how these people, these leaders can know how to tap into you psychologically. Whoa, oh, they groom. Yeah, they're so full of shit too. Whoa, oh, they are. They are. I mean, they just, they, they learn like, you know, they read about how to tap into like something psychological. Like, I think you and I, cause Mike Raz, you and I could probably spot bullshit from a mile oh, away. Oh, I thought
1: you said we're starting a cult.
0: No, not yet. Yeah. We're still working on it. We're like a
1: fun cult. We yeah. don't have the branding yet. <laughs> what would our brand be?
0: Uh, I think it would have to be the, uh, the logo, just the face of the, the doll with the eyeball popping
1: out. But it's got to be a little more secretive, right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It would be like the back of the knee or something.
1: So you'd keep the logo. You would just hide it where it's branded.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just thinking just the, the baby head with the eyeball, not, right. not the gear with the name or anything. All right. I'm just thinking of that. Could we
1: start with you and maybe like do a tramp stamp or what? <laughs> a what tramp stamp, huh?
0: Powerful. That's not really hiding it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. <laughs> yeah. So how
1: many episodes are there? Uh,
0: there uh 9 episodes uh i just read this morning it got picked up for season 2 so there's uh so much information so much video so much footage that they can get at least one more episode out of this now the the heiresses of the seagrams uh family are involved they were actually the funders of everything so they're they're involved as well and so i think season 2 is going to be like how in the hell did a, the seagrams heiresses get involved and why did they start funding this?
1: So can you get a hold of any heiresses for us? I'm so, going to certainly need, try. Because
0: we, <laughs> we'll get the brandy and then we right. need some heiresses. Some, some uh, conglomerate heiresses. I can
1: feel <laughs> it in the heiress tonight. <laughs> Powerful.
0: Oh, Lord. Oh, thanks. you like that? Oh, thanks.
1: God, let's get some beats going. I don't care. I'm ready nice. to party again. Yeah, I Powerful.
0: Like this. Nine. Two seasons. Two seasons. Uh, the second season will be out sometime next year, I believe. So but It's you on dig HBO it. right now. We got to get through the first episode. Get through the first episode, and I'm going to watch th- uh, at least three and four this weekend. Assistant manager Mike Ratz. Assistant manager Mike Ratz. Powerful Mike Ratz. Powerful. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. Powerful. So, but it, I was telling you, it just reminded me of a of a work trip that i went on two years ago
1: yeah let's talk about that uh, you've experienced cult-like activities
0: cult-like uh i'm gonna stop short of calling it a cult but they definitely still do the same thing they want to tap into your emotional spiritual side of things and try to get you to really dig into this what they're selling so it, so
1: the nexium was multi multi-level marketing
0: right pretty yeah, on steroids yes and then like a high control group basically is what it was. Um, and Google high control group and everything that it says, what a high control group is, is what that was, you know, the fatigue and the making sure you're hungry all the time and draining you financially over time without you realizing it. But, um,
1: well, that's funny. Cause I just turned the heat off in the barn here. Yeah. So that's part of it. Yeah. You're slow. You don't even know it. Mike Raz. is being powerfully uh, manipulated. Yeah. I'll give you the
0: other $50. Oh. This week too. Powerful. Yeah. So, uh, my work sent had been sending groups of people to, and this was corporate-wide, and this is like multi-corporations doing this. In Arkansas, there is a place called and it's on 800 acres of land. In But there's different buildings on this land, and each group has their own little building, and you're off on your own, and, and you don't really see the other groups. You do bump into them once in a while, and you see them at breakfast and lunch and dinner. And that's about it. That's the only other time you see other people outside of your group. And they are putting you in different situations, trying to solve different problems. And then there's classroom activity. And then there's, we had to make a coat of arms, dagged that represented us as people. And that was like the last thing we had to do. We had to go up in front of the group, talk about this coat of arms. It was really kind of weird. What was your coat of arms? Oh, it was just stuff about, you know, like family, you know, what makes you you? What's three things that make you laugh? What's three things that make you sad? That kind of stuff. Did you have cool graphics? That was shit you print off on a, you know, you just go to clip art or something and find something and print it out. It was really not that, nobody ever took it that deep, but they wanted you to, you know, kind of tap into that. So one of the last exercises they have you do is everybody for like, four or five hours, you literally get four or five hours by yourself and they send you off. Just go out and in the back of this book that we've been working on for five days, there's like seven questions and they're deep questions like what spiritually, how do you feel about you know, this situation? You think of a situation in your life that you wish you could change and that kind of shit, right? So you go off, you're supposed to be by yourself, not around anybody. You can go anywhere you want on the land. So there's 800 acres to explore, and there's probably 200 acres of with trails and stuff. So you can't really get very far. Clothes optional? Oh, obviously, yeah. Sweet. So you go and you you answer these questions, and you come back as a group, and then you answer the questions in front of everybody. Well, the goal is to get you to break down, you know, break down those barriers, and you cry in front of your coworkers. Oh my god, it's like, awesome. <laughs> there were some guys that were way into it, you know, there's tears and there's crying and there's Did know, they take away your watches and clocks? No, they they let you keep that kind of stuff. Um but all the employees there, the people that work there, so you have the moderator that that's assigned to your group for that 5 days that you're there, 6 days or however long it was. And they and then there's like the like, I don't know, I want to call them like maids, but they're the people that that clean up after you, you know, oh housekeeping. But, maids you probably say
1: waitresses too and stewardesses. you probably. bastard. Yeah. Mike
0: Rez. And then you have like like the, the cooks and the cleaning crew and everything like that. But every one of the employees is hyper best. The guy that's in charge is the best. You know, I came here not knowing what, you know, seven years ago, not knowing what to expect. I quit my job and got hired here. You know, it's just like they're twenty-four-seven eating is <laughs> what well. everybody that works there does. These exercises they put your group through. So there was 12 of us. It's they're designed to to break you down because there's no way you can get through four or five of these exercises. And then the last exercise is designed. Everybody always passes that one. You know, you talk to different groups that have gone at work. So I think at at my location at work, I think they've sent like five or six different groups. Everybody passes the last one. Nobody passes anything after, you know, before that. So they're designed to, like, break you down mentally, tell you how much you suck, and then tell you how great you are at the end, and then send you on this, like, spiritual quest. Pretty interesting.
1: We got to get you on that. Mike Ratz. No,
0: I've already been there. No, Assistant I mean, manager.
1: I mean, to f- have one for us. Create one for us. Oh. <laughs> I got an idea. We'll just okay. listen to a Kansas dust in the wind on a oh, endless loop and we'll <laughs> just start crying. <laughs> with, All we are is with, dust in the wind. With no
0: Kleenexes, though.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. It, it I was, love it. It was crazy. Just
1: breaking people down and...
0: And then building them back up. It was, was like... There, was there
1: love making.
0: No. No. wasn't any of that. Yeah. Lots of drinking, though. They let... So the... They let you drink. So the, the county that this <laughs> that this team track is in is in a dry county in Arkansas. So they even tell you, before you get here, here's the liquor store, the last liquor store you'll hit before you get into our county. Make sure you stop there first. Because they want you up... All night drinking, and then you're supposed to be at breakfast at six a.m. There's no I'm going to skip breakfast today. I'll catch up with you in an hour. It's everybody's at breakfast at six a.m. They don't care how long you stay up and drink. So of course, you know, for guys, you know, that work in a factory, of course, they're going to be up till two in the morning pounding beers. It was it was nuts, you know, and they and they encouraged the alcohol bringing. Wow, yeah,
1: they encouraged drinking.
0: Yes, that's at, like those reality shows at like- night. When everything was done.
1: Those reality shows like Big Brother, they get them all everyone drunk and then they start spilling the beans and weeping and
0: Yeah. I mean it was it was crazy. And it was six AM to six, seven o'clock at night. You know, you're either doing an exercise, like a team building exercise, or you're doing classroom work and you're, you know, they one of the things they wanted you to do before you get there is take a personality test and then they get the results. And then when you get there, they tell you oh, you're a C, B, and D personality, and this is what this means. And now we're going to go around the room, and that's how we're going to introduce ourselves. And and then it's like, oh, God.
1: Did anyone get hauled away in an ambulance?
0: No, no. I mean, there are some exercises where there could be some danger involved. You have to, like, really trust the people you're with. And some of these people I'd never met before because we just work in different departments. And the first exercise they have you do, actually, the first exercise is, like, a, a they want to see how, Brave you are, and how much you trust the people you're with. You get in a harness, you climb up a tree. You know, you, you have a ladder that'll take you halfway up, and then they have stakes in there. You have to climb up the rest of the way. And then you stand on a platform that's probably a foot and a half wide by three feet long. And you're hooked up in this harness. You've got a rope around you. You've got three guys, they call the belay team, that are way down below the tree, but they're your brakes. So you have to jump off this platform and trust that these guys are going to pull on the rope hard enough to keep you from falling all the way down to the ground. Whoa. Yeah. So that was, that was nuts. But, uh, we went, uh, 11 out of 12 on that one. One guy was like, fuck that shit.
1: <laughs> Do you still have that swing in your bedroom or not? Uh, well oh, yeah, of
0: course. It was, it was hot. Powerful. Powerful. Yeah. So it was, uh, that, that's the kind of stuff you did there. And then there's, you know, like you got to get across. These poles, you know that it's are, like the tough yeah. mutter, almost. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was. It was not quite like an obstacle course, but it was just different exercises you had to get through. Was, yeah,
1: you know the tough mutter. My idea was the lazy, ep, lazy effort. Oh yeah, it's basically just me sitting in the chair playing Call of Duty. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd just pass grueling that for sure. Grueling, right? Doing shots of malort
0: <laughs> with your centimeter can measuring. It's like things. that. Oh, thanks. Uh, 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 thanks.
1: My crappies, measuring my crappies.
0: <laughs> so, the vow, we should check it out. Yeah. I'll I think have to sit through the rest of it. Get past the first episode. And then, like I said, the second episode, it starts ramping up. So, I'm going to listen or watch the other seven.
1: And then, episodes. Social Dilemma, you finished that?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched that, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. It was Social Dilemma for everyone that, uh, listening it's been out for a while people have heard about it um it's another How about for
1: everyone that's not listening tell well, them that's, that's <laughs> a, i'm getting there god
0: damn it's a it's a docudrama because they do have some actors playing a family uh in this documentary um and it they talk to all of these ex-executives from all of the social media platforms out there even gmail um, which you, you don't usually consider email a social media platform, but when you talk to the guys who helped design Gmail, it, it's all designed to keep you engaged into keeping you online, basically. And that's what this documentary goes over. And then they have the family that acts out different parts after what these executives talk about, which is actually kind of eye-opening, too, because not everything that family did is stuff that happened in my family or my life, but there are things that you go, holy shit, I do that. Or holy shit, I know somebody that does that.
1: By the way, didn't you have an AOL room called Gmail back in the day?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a private group. Mike Um, uh, But yeah, so it, the Gmail thing is what really threw me off. So that guy was obsessed, the guy that they talked to from Google who was in charge of designing Gmail and what it looked like and and how to keep people on there. Like Every little thing in Gmail was designed by an engineer to try to keep you online. And this guy said he was obsessed with email for many years. Just the email. I mean, how boring is email? But this guy couldn't stop looking at his email, couldn't stop checking his email, figured out ways to design different aspects, and then he kind of had an awakening and put out this PowerPoint presentation, sent it to everyone in, in, at Google, And he was saying how depressed he was that everybody loved it at first, and then nothing changed. They all just went back to what they were doing. Even the head of Google was like, "Yeah, this is a what you said is right. We need to change some things." And then nothing changed because there's no money in changing it. Money is keeping people online, which is just nuts. And then they talked to people from you know uh, Facebook. The guy who invented the like button was on there. Uh, There's people from. How about
1: the guy that invented the poke button? Yeah, they don't talk about poking anymore. You don't
0: talk about poking. I don't get poked a lot anymore. How about
1: you? <laughs> All the time. It's like that. <laughs> Powerful.
0: Yeah. So it, it's it's it was that was I I mean it's just it's eye opening because you don't think of things like on Instagram when you're s- searching Instagram and you stop on a picture or an image, Instagram is tracking how long you stay on that image, so they can get their algorithm better because their algorithm's based on AI. And the next time you get on Instagram, they're going to send you an image or make sure you see an image from people you follow or an ad that's similar to the images you were just looking at 15 minutes ago because that's another thing they do is they figure out how long or how many times or how many minutes in between sessions you look online. And then they send you a notification around that time to get you back on so you can see what's next because all they want to do is Up, bump up that those their numbers so they can tell their advertisers. Well, this is how many users we have, and this is how long they stay on, and this is why we're charging these rates. Yeah.
1: By the way, follow us on Instagram, (laughs) Amish Baby Machine.
0: Yeah, we have great, great imagery on that.
1: So I didn't like the the family on there. That was dumb.
0: I I don't.
1: I just wanted a straight documentary. Sure,
0: I could see that. Yeah.
1: But the problem with these documentaries, they're all the same. As
0: my phone is. Lighting up, yes, with those powerful notifications. It's listening to me. The
1: documentaries—they got to do something different because it's always interviewing the person, and they always do that stupid where they film them off to the side. Yeah, they get, I don't know how you're gonna mix because all these documentaries to me are all being the same. And and there was nothing, you know. This was oh, it was an eye opener and everything. I don't know. I I feel everything's tracking you. Everything's manipulating you. I mean. Your cats do it to you
0: to get you to feed them. <laughs> True. And they do it about every 15 minutes as well, but their AI isn't doing that on purpose. <laughs> they're just assholes.
1: Then you got to, you wonder about your kids, you know, just rotting your kid's brain.
0: Right. And that's, I think that was the part that really got me because I've got kids and they they hopped on social media, you know, at the 13, 14 year old age where you know, they're talking about in this social dilemma about, you can track the rate of suicides and, and cutting in girls thirteen to eighteen and you when it starts peaking or going up, you can track it back to when Facebook started, which is, you know, pretty eye opening. You know, but if you can track that back and kind of correlate the two together, that that's, you know, social media and their their need to be seen and their need to be liked, and it taps into that psychological. Validation. Yeah it's It's nuts. I mean even I think one of the I don't know I think it was the guy from Pinterest who said that uh, their whole goal they, you know they learned how to tap into that same the serotonin uh, effect in your brain you know when you win a jackpot on uh, in in the casino on a, on a slot machine you know when you post a picture and all you get all these likes and, and retweets and shares, it's the same part of your brain that gets triggered the serotonin or whatever that gets
1: it's like when you listen to our powerful podcast right yeah the dopamines and the dopamines. serotonins and the yeah so s- sarah whatever
0: yeah serotonin is one of our favorite flock members yes we love her yep. powerful yeah so we'll uh that was i i i thought it was interesting i i like it, was it eye-opening? <laughs> it was eye-opening. How many times have I said that? It was we a should, game, we
1: should, <laughs> It's a game-changer. Assistant <laughs> manager. Mike
0: Raz. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We're going to yes. turn that into a uh, drinking game. Yes. Take a shot of alert every time I say eye-opening Powerful. in this episode. Powerful. Powerful.
1: Assistant manager.
0: Mike Raz. Yes. Oh,
1: man. So did you like the show? You liked it.
0: I liked it. Um... I, it's not a documentary i don't, there's not a lot of documentaries you watch again, but uh yeah it, it was it was good it was I got the information it uh it told me some things I didn't know and uh i I felt like it was important, and I still think it's important for people to watch there's everybody that watches it always has the same reaction It's like, holy shit,
1: let me ask you this though did you change anything in your behaviors
0: um i what i what it does it did make me do is realize that when I, so I actually took some of that and when i post online now i always go now what did you say work to get people to look at this oh my god
1: <laughs> so you're using this to manipulate people hell to the yes i can't believe it
0: honest baby machine pop
1: culture podcast oh,
0: powerful i can't believe it right powerful assistant manager my yes. Ress. Ass- <laughs> ass-
1: assistant manager assistant ass- ass- as assistant manager.
0: Mike Raz. Powerful. Yes. Oh yeah. So
1: every time you hear powerful, powerful. Have a drink and download <laughs> the Amish Baby Machine <laughs> Pop
0: Culture podcast. And then when you listen to this episode, re-listen to it and take a shot every time I see yeah. eye opening.
1: You're looking at that uh, beverage I yeah, I want to make sure day. we, we yeah. talk about, talk this about too. Talk about that.
0: Uh you put in front of me and when when work isn't involved, we're gonna try this as well after the Malort. Uh, It's a Fair State Brewing Cooperative, lemongrass, ginger, and lemon hard water, the brewed seltzer. A, uh, We'll see how this tastes. It's a bubbly crafted with whole ingredients and just enough party to make it pop. I want to be the marketing guy on that. You like that? Yeah. Just enough party to make it pop.
1: So, you feel manipulated looking at that can? A little bit. I feel like I should be drinking. You want to it. try it? I How about do. that bottle? Does that manipulate you?
0: That looks very medieval. There's a crest on there, it looks old. There's like a, a scroll that everything is supposed to be written on. That's it's crazy. We
1: need a scroll. Hear ye, hear ye.
0: Listen to the Amish Baby Machine yes. Pop Culture Podcast. Powerful. Pa, 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 powerful. <laughs> what was that? Were you, were you dying over <laughs> there? Yes. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, we hope you guys had a good time today. I know I did. I know Mike Rez. Mike Rez. Assistant
0: <laughs> Manager. Mike Rez.
1: Oh my God. I can't get enough of that. Powerful. As always, we need to manipulate you right now. So we just ask. Right. <laughs> just tell tell a friend about our powerful podcast. Leave a review. We're available everywhere. Fine podcasts are found. And until next time, oh wait. Hold wait a on. minute. We have inf- movie giveaway.
0: Yeah, we have information. Real quick. Uh we'll be giving away a movie. Um Several copies. S- several copies again. I think uh, digital copies maybe.
1: I'm thinking digital. Okay. Uh
0: and that'll be happening in mid November. The only way you can win right now is you know, you gotta subscribe and you gotta listen to the to these episodes and, and we'll give you more information on future episodes, but it's happening soon. So make sure you it keep is. listening.
1: Yep. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish Baby machine and listen to the Amish baby machine, pop culture podcast. We will be giving you clues, directions, ideas. I don't know. More words, <laughs> more <laughs> ways, whatever, right. to win this powerful movie giveaway. And until next time, you've just enjoyed Amish baby machine, pop culture podcast.